You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. I'm Jacques Daniel here with... Sister Sarah Cowell, SCTJM. I I can't hear. Welcome. 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 It's good to have you here with us this morning. (laughs) In the blistery cold Uh, north. It is. It is. Sister's originally originally from... Michigan. Michigan, but Mm -hmm. has spent... Where have you spent some time recently... Well, our community is based in Miami, Florida. Mm-hmm. So this is a very far cry from Miami, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys just went back for Christmas. We did. It was you, a gift. Did you enjoy the warm weather? And time? what was the best part of being home? Oh, just to be together with our mother foundress and all of our sisters. It's It really is a truly a gift to be to, all together as a whole community. Um, not, not one that we get an opportunity too often. So we, we really do cherish those moments together. Excellent. Well, all right. We're back with uh, Real Persons Radio Live, and we've got another guest, Father Phil Ackerman from West Fargo. Father, good morning. Good morning. We are... We're we're doing good. We're doing good. We're only negative two over here. We hear it's colder in Fargo. Oh, it is? Uh, I'm not sure. Let's see. I'm not sure what it is here. (laughs) You haven't been outside yet. (laughs) Negative one. Negative one. Negative one here. We're hanging in there. <laughs> well, Father, we uh, hear, hear the news on uh, on Wednesday, January 10th, uh, almost a week ago now, your parish, Holy Cross Church, raised the bells for its new steeple as part of construction on a new church. Um, tell us more about what, what tell, tell us more about that. <laughs> oh, it was a big day. It was a beautiful day for us, even though it was quite cold. Uh, the bells aren't here yet. It was the raising of the steeple. Oh. And, uh, yeah, the steeple, uh, the, the construction of the steeple the tower, uh, went about halfway up, and the rest of the steeple structure, uh, was, uh, constructed on the ground. And, uh, yes, our last Wednesday was the day when that, that top structure of 63 feet was, uh, uh, raised by a 270-ton crane to be wow. put in place, and uh, it was it was almost majestic. Uh, <laughs> we called local media to be present. Uh, it was it was uh, announced on uh, TV uh, and uh, even showed it on TV. It was because the great day was people had such interest. Uh, we had people in their cars in the parking lot. We had our school children come out not all the grades did but all the, uh, a lot of the students came out and uh, they were cold but they were jumping up and down with excitement as they saw the steeple being raised and placed on the tower structure and some of the other children were watching through the windows and oh. the uh, the whole uh, the whole uh, the, the project only took about a little over five minutes to raise and put in place but of course, the hours and the days to prepare to make that happen uh, took quite a while. And so, when this when the steep steeple tower top was placed on, there were some workers who had to climb up to the top of the uh, current level of the steeple tower 
Uh, and it's so cold. I pray to Hail Mary for them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, was, it was so cold. And it was just a wind chill and so on. And uh, it was starting to twist a little bit. Uh, but with ropes, they guided it. And they had some special rods that were um, narrower on one point and wider at the other point. And as it was lift and uh, placed down on the steeple structure itself, they used those uh, rods to line up the holes before the 50,000-pound-plus structure was put in place. And after that... 16 bolts, four in each corner, were used to uh, uh, to secure the new top of the bell structure onto the remaining tower structure. It was just a great day. It really was. So, uh, and we were, I was told, I was talking to the, uh, the, so, so the construction uh, manager of the project, and uh, I was saying, just 16 bolts? He said, oh, but there's additional things that happen, such as uh, welding will take place, and hmm. said, which will be stronger reinforcement than even the bolts and some other reinforcements as well. I don't know, maybe I get into too much detail. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was, I was just fascinated by the whole project, just fascinated. It, it is. And Father, is, this, is the bell tower part of a larger construction project, or is yes. that, are you yes. just adding uh, a bell tower to the church? We, uh, it's, it's all new construction. Our, uh, we are building our new church, which uh, is a two-and-a-half-year project, and we started about a year and a half ago with a groundbreaking. And so the, uh, the bell tower is part of the new church that is currently being built. Okay. Now, do you have a current church on the site, or is this a brand-new site and a brand-new church? We have a current uh, location, uh, a facility, but where we have been having masses for the last eight years here in our current uh, building site uh, will become our parish social hall. Okay. And so, uh, which seats about 440, mm-hmm. and the new structure will seat about 1,000. Wow. And is that the impetus for building the new structure? Is just uh, an increase of space, or is there a, more to the story than that? Oh, uh, that's a good question. It was part of a overall plan, knowing okay. that this area of uh, West Fargo would just be uh, exploding in growth, and, mm-hmm. uh, and which it has been. And so it was always part of the phases. It was like the final phase of the structure. We uh, the final the first phase of the structure was to build the school, parish hall, and offices. And that was finished uh, in 2015. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, the, uh, the parish hall is our worship space now. And as a matter of fact, when people come to Mass or are visiting from out of town, once in a while we get a comment like, well, I thought this was a Catholic church, you know, you don't even have pews or kneelers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, well, <laughs> it's a temporary space for us. Uh, we're not going to buy a set of pews until we are all set with our new church, but you're always welcome uh, to come and pray with us. So. Beautiful, Father. How long have you been? How long have you been at Holy Cross? Uh, it's amazing how the time goes. I've been here three and a half years already. That's 
just hard to believe. You know, I, I came right in the midst of COVID, hmm. or a pandemic, mm-hmm. and um, it's been great. And uh, our uh, our parish membership has expanded, not because of my presence, but because of the area. <laughs> uh, so uh, we now have about two thousand households wow. in our parish. Uh, for example, this year when we have our first well, confirmation, first Eucharist, uh, we have 139 kids being uh, confirmed and received wow. first communion this wow. spring. So, How many? And yes, and we cannot have all 139 in our current worship space for the confirmation. Oh wow! Uh, because of the the children, the sponsors, the parents, we wouldn't even have room for the immediate family. So. We have two confirmations, uh, uh, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. So that's an example of the great need for our new church and uh, calling people to worship with our new steeple and future bells. Yeah, those are all good problems to have, Father. Speaking of problems right now, we uh, have uh, maybe two and sometimes three of our masses, we have to open uh, the back walls of the church, which are like huge glass walls, and set up uh, folding chairs for accommodating the overflow of people that are coming to Mass. And so I keep thinking uh, someday we won't have to set up those chairs anymore. We will have room for everybody. Yeah, that, that will be a very exciting day. Oh, yes, it will be. Now, Father, I, it seems that these bells in the church, the steeple, well, the, the, the bells that, and the, that will be in the steeple eventually, uh, that they have a special significance. Um, can you tell us more about that? Oh, yes, I would love to. Uh, the, uh, I was trying to do a little research. I couldn't quite find what I wanted to uh, look for. Is that um, I've been told in the past that the bells are the only inanimate objects are considered to have a ministry. Hmm. And even even bells are named. And wow. the reason for that are the bells call people to worship. They call mm-hmm. people to Mass. They, mm-hmm. they reach out to the community and invite them to come forward, to come and uh, worship, to come and pray and, and adore. Mm-hmm. And that is the purpose of those bells. And so... Uh, for example, uh, when I was an associate uh, pastor at St. Michael's Church in Grand Forks, all the 40 years ago, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I climbed up to the bell towers and uh, discovered that the bells up there had names. Hmm. And I know one of them is Michael, because it's St. Michael's, and, and I think was was named after a bishop or something like that. But anyway, uh, we'll probably do the same. Now, for us, we will... We have been looking for bells. Our Earl Wilhelm, the, the, the uh, director of properties for the Diocese of Fargo, has done a search. We thought we might get some bells from a former uh, church that is, well, I shouldn't say former church, a church that is now closed somewhere throughout the country. And uh, But uh, we, we had located some, but then uh, they were not available. And, um, I said, you know, what, and some people have asked me, what about some of the small churches around the community or in our diocese that have closed couldn't we use those bells and I was corrected with the uh, uh, the answer is 
we're going to have three bells, and we have to be in tune with each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, it has to be a set of three. And so we are working with the Verdeen Company in Cincinnati, Ohio, that specializes in, they, they don't call them making bells, they call them, they call them founding a bell, because it's a foundry. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and, and we will be uh, calling people uh, to worship with those bells, and they will be installed before the, the, the steeple tower is enclosed. Beautiful. Well, Father, we're going to take a quick break, and on the other side of the break, we're going to talk more about bells <laughs> and, oh, great, the cult, and the call to worship. So thank you guys. Uh, thank you for joining us. If you are joining us, grab some coffee. Join us on the other side of the break. We'll catch you in just a few minutes. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. As the new year begins, now is the time to add some predictability to your life by establishing your will and estate plan. More than two-thirds of all adults have no plan. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio. We have some practical tools to help you in preparing your plan. Please visit our plan-giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. It's a matter of just getting started. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus crosses the Sea of Galilee with his disciples and quickly falls asleep, even as their boat is amidst a huge, life-threatening storm. The text says that the sea was literally shaking like an earthquake. Imagine the disciples' fear as they awake, their master saying, Master! Do you not care that we perish? Note that they wouldn't have been in this dangerous situation if they had not gotten in the boat to begin with. They are committed, no matter how big the storm. After setting sail in his boat of radical missionary discipleship, it can often seem that God is asleep or uncaring when we are troubled by the storms of life. The good news is that he is in fact always there and always ready to calm the storm when the time is right. Sometimes the storms are there to show us our total dependence on Him and not on ourselves. Jesus, we trust in you. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. I'm Jacques Daniel here with Sister Sarah Cowell, SCTJM. (laughs) (laughs) We're here at the Diocese of Rapid City, Chancery Building downtown. I'm looking at some beautiful Christmas trees. We are still celebrating here at the Chancery. We're not messing around. (laughs) 
All the way till Candlemas on February 2nd, right? All the way to Candlemas. We've been having a beautiful conversation. There's a theme this morning of right worship mm-hmm. uh, so far. Not sure if that was planned, but that's our that's our theme flowing mm-hmm. through this morning. And we've been uh, chatting with Father Phil Ackerman at uh, Holy... I keep getting this wrong, sorry. Holy Cross Church, Father. In West in Fargo. In West Fargo, North Dakota. And you've been having a fantastic new building project you're telling us about uh the steeple that just went up mm-hmm. so just quick catch up for those if we're you if you're just bells, joining us learning lots of wonderful things about bells yeah so let's let's jump back into that conversation about bells you know we are we're catholics we use all of our senses mm-hmm. we're always about the smells and the bells and and so we're talking about uh tell us more about this ministry for bells and uh in you know what um we think about when I think about bells, I don't usually think about bell towers. I don't. I know our cathedral has a bell tower, but most of our parishes don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, this is a new construction. This is something you're doing, and and presumably you spent some time and thought, thinking this was an important feature. Going to spend some money, and we were just talking about finding the right bells and and finding. You know, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. So, why is this so important? It's uh, so important because, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, at, during Mass, it's very common for us to, for our minds to wander and maybe think about other things like, you know, what am I going to, what am I going to be doing the rest of the day or, or, or whatever, whatever comes to mind. Mm-hmm. The bells kind of call our attention to something that's happening, something that's very important. Bells are used in our, at Mass, at our liturgies to call to mind, like, a very important moment, like the consecration, and uh, as as we uh, adore the host as being uh, elevated. Uh, and and uh, actually, the, the priest receiving uh, the body and blood of Christ, symbolizing the Mass is now complete, and the bell is rung for that. So bells mm-hmm. call us for something that's very important. So uh, in the early Church, of course, and even today, the bells call to mind is that there's something important happening. So in mm-hmm. some places, the bell, uh, bells uh, mark for each hour from morning, early morning to late evening. As a matter of fact, when we were setting up our bells when I was at Holy Spirit Church in North Fargo uh, many years ago, we had complaints from the neighborhood because they didn't like the, uh, the, the, the noise, if you want to call it for them, uh, bells ringing at 8 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> but uh, it's it's a special occasion. Something important is taking place, and so we are called uh, to to be a part of that and and to worship. Mm-hmm. So, and, yep. and there's three specific daily prayer times that have been reached: six a.m., twelve noon, mm-hmm. and six p.m., which we are all the faithful are in, encouraged to be united in prayer which is praying the Lord's Prayer or the Angelus. Mm-hmm. So bells have a significant agenda, and we haven't quite decided how we are going to set them up as far as a schedule. Uh, with the new technology, our bells will have uh, uh, controls, and who knows, maybe an app for our new mm-hmm. bells <laughs> to be able to, uh, to, uh, to ring that up. One thing I'm looking forward to is the bride and groom leave the leave the church and uh, the uh, guests are waiting for them at the entrance of the church 
the bells will just ring uh, just in joyous occasion of of what has just happened. Mm-hmm. Or tolling of the bells at a time of funeral as mm-hmm. the uh, the body of a loved one is being placed in the hearse. So mm-hmm. the, the bells just call to mind that, wait, something is happening. And at the time of um, of the death of a pope, maybe you're aware of this, uh, church bells are rung. And what happens, any time of the day, uh, all of a sudden the church bells are rung and people will call and say, why are the church bells ringing? Well, the pope has just passed. Mm-hmm. Um so some even important events like that, the bells are used to announce something that is uh, that is happening. Mm-hmm. When um, you were Psalm, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead, Father. Go ahead. Psalm one hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, and that's what we're going to do with our two bells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can attest to the fact. I have uh, I have nine children, Father, and uh, I have oh, a t- I, I have a t- I have a two-year-old who, about the time we get to the consecration, is about done with uh, sitting still and and uh, not getting to do somersaults, uh, you know, all over the room and uh, like he normally does at home. And so the at, at our at our at the mass that we go to the the bells do kind of arrest his attention, mm-hmm. and uh, and we make a good point to you know listen for the bells and when we hear them to to call to mind that mm-hmm. you know, something's happening right now and he is uh he's very funny he's gotten to the point where he does when he hears the bells he kind of gives me a surprise face looks at me and <laughs> and what's happening something's happening right and so it is, it is it is a beautiful moment mm-hmm. in the mass to hear the bells and uh yes it made me think of immediately when you were talking about the bells it's just also in the convent you know each each um, moment of prayer, whether it's morning prayer, oh. evening prayer, mass, the rosary, the chapel, all all of that is preceded by the ringing of the chapel bell, bell as well, calling oh. us to prayer. And so there is this, you know, like you said, the symbolism of the bells that calls us to the Lord ultimately and brings us back and gives us that reminder. I remember uh, reading from a National Catholic Register article on on bells mm-hmm. that uh, the whole theme of th- the whole theme of the article was that de- the devil hates bells hmm. and, oh. it was, and it was quoting a a, hmm. a uh, exorcist a non-named exorcist on his use of bells in uh, exorcism rites and just uh, trying to explain why they thought that was the case mm-hmm. that um, the beauty the the thing that they said which was interesting it kind of s- speaks to what you were saying fathers of bells having a ministry is that here we have an inanimate object yes. doing um, doing what uh, what the angels were supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Oh yes, that's a great way to put that. Mm-hmm. Well, Father, I think I have a note here that you have to you have to run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that's a reality, I, but yeah, I, I suppose I need bells. <laughs> yeah, we need some. We need to ring some bells so you can you can issue yeah. off, but. Yes. This has been a wonderful conversation with you this morning, Father. Oh, God bless you, and we'll be you. praying for the continued uh, building project that you guys can move mm-hmm. from your... Oh, uh, and pray for our work into our new space. way up there. Way <laughs> Absolutely. Up the top, so. <laughs> yeah, so. And uh, the bells will be put in before the steeple uh, tower is enclosed. Okay. okay. Uh, that's one of the things we have to coordinate. So Is that soon? about that as well. Is that coming uh, I soon? Think so. I think it's going to wait until the weather gets a little better. 
two mm-hmm. months from now. <laughs> well, we'll be praying for all that. We're excited to hear the bells ringing one day, God willing, oh, soon. thank you. Thank you so much. In the meantime, our people you can see for for a long ways away, like, we are here. We are we are, we are here. We are present. Amen. God is here. Amen. Amen. Father Phil, thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you Have so much. Have a good rest of your day. And thank you. Thanks for your interest, too. Yeah. Well, Sister Sarah, do you have bells? You have bells in <laughs> we the do. convent. Yep, all of our is it a bell? One oh. bell outside the chapel that we ring before all of our prayer times. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Three times. We should get a bell here at the chancery. <laughs> I think we need one now. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> well, we have a few minutes before our break. There's a, the, so we're here at the chancery. We're in the pastoral ministry offices um, here at the chancery. Sister Sarah and I, not physically, but that's where we work. And we have some things coming up. Speaking mm-hmm. of ringing the bells for uh, some of our upcoming events. Yes, our biggest one coming up is our refuel retreat. That we have on January 26th and 27th here in the diocese. And that we have our featured speaker will be Carlo Broussard from Catholic Answers, who was on RPR earlier this year. Um, And he is another wonderful, gifted speaker from Catholic Answers that we're excited to host. Uh, The topic of the retreat is apologetics for an age of unbelief. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's open for really and mostly oriented toward religious educators, uh, but really open to anyone that really just wants to learn more about their faith, especially, you know, in a, in a time, right, where it's not always easy to live our faith, um, where we have a lot of opposition against it, um, a lot of sometimes difficult issues to confront, and Carla will be coming to give us really the tools to live those out in our own life first, right, but then also to be able to form other hearts um, and really just the splendor of the truth that we have in the church's teachings. So we can, where can people find out more about that? Well, they can find out more on our diocesan website, right? RapidCityDiocese.org. We have a registration for that event coming up. And it's not too late. It's going to be too late soon, but it's not too late to register. <laughs> That's coming up in a couple of weeks. We're mm-hmm. getting excited about that. That'll be great. Yes, we are. And we have Pastoral Ministry Days coming up as well mm-hmm. in March. Uh, we have Joel Stepanik coming from Phoenix, Arizona. Joel's currently ser- serving as the COO for the Eucharistic National Eucharistic Congress this summer. Um, and he has also been very involved in the leadership of Life Team. So we're excited to be hosting Joel coming up in March as well. Excellent. Well, we're going to take a little break and we'll be back right after the break. Uh, with Michael Polly to talk to us more about uh, another upcoming event in the Diocese Rep. So you catch us after the break. Mm-hmm. 